Well, hey there, everybody. Howdy, howdy, buzzards. This is Macy. This is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz Killers. <laughs> Every time, without fail. I, w- I won't let you guys down. <laughs> Ever. Oh, Ever. man. This is so sad. This is our last haunted houses. I know. We loved haunted houses. I did love haunted houses. <laughs> there was a lot of options for haunted houses. It was fun. And we're going to do it again soon. There's so many more. Well, thank God. I know. (laughs) I know. And we have like, guys, we want to do a haunted hotels one. We want to do all sorts of cool stuff. So we have so much planned for you guys. Be prepared for more spooky. It's not done. It's definitely not done. But we are going back to some true crime next month. You will be finding out actually what our... um, yeah, our new topic is kind of soon, and I'm pumped for it. I'm so excited for it. I we didn't even have that on our list. No, we didn't. And I was like, "Do you want to do this?" I was like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah!" And then, ooh, excuse you. Hiccups. <laughs> and then I sent you like a million articles. Yep. <laughs> I was like, "Here are a million things you can do if you don't have any ideas." So we're excited about next month. Yes. This is the last haunted houses, but we That's will sad. be coming back at you with some new spooky stuff, especially mm-hmm. since now there's like all of these. Cecil Hotel documentaries. Like, now I want to cover that really bad. I know. But that might be a whole month, you guys. That is probably going to be a whole month because there's no way we cover the Cecil without me doing Black Dahlia because... Or Richard Ramirez. (laughs) And that's going to be a long one. Yeah, that's... uh, Both of those are freaking long, long cases. Big cases. Oh, and there's another serial killer who stayed there. Yep. His name is Jack Unterweger. Yep. Which, I'm sorry, guys, if you've watched the Night Stalker documentary. No, wait. The Cecil Hotel documentary. They don't say his fucking name right. They don't? No. I didn't even notice. He is Austrian, so you say the W like a V. And they said Unter. It's like his name is um, Unterweger. So it's U-N-T-W. E R G E R, and so the <laughs> the V bec- the W becomes a V sound. Yeah, and then but like the U isn't uh like the uh sound. It's Unterweger. Unterweger, and they kept saying it wrong, and it drove me crazy. Oh my god! My husband the whole documentary was like, Macy, shut up! I know, <laughs> I know it it's wrong, and I was like, it's Unterweger, damn it, Unterweger. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good case too because. <laughs> He, like, got pardoned or something. Yeah, like, that's a crazy that case. was a crazy one. So we're going to do that one, too, and the yeah. Cecil's going to be a whole The month. Cecil I'm, is definitely going to be a whole month. I'm pumped for it. I'm so proud. I'm going to, like, let Nicole take the reins on that one, but <laughs> I'll be like, I'll do Jack Unterbaker. <laughs> I'll do Jack Unterbaker. love those cases. Yeah, we said we're going to go there on our spooky road trip, but we're not going to stay there. Yeah, I'm going to go. we're kind of scared. It kind of <laughs> looks really spooky, and a lot of bad things happen to people that stay there. So I'm just going to stay away. I'm like, away. this place is cursed. <laughs> I'm going to go inside and be like, this is cool. All right, bye. Look <laughs> at the look at the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can go to the 14th floor or something in the elevator, but that's as far as I'm going. <laughs> I'm not actually going into a room. <laughs> Never. Man. I just accidentally closed my notes. Come back. No. Found okay. them. We're good. <laughs> anyway, so we are drinking. We're very excited. Yes. This is a good one. This is a good one. Um, this is one I got for Christmas from my <laughs> mother. So thanks, Mama V. Um, we have the Walking Dead Blood Red Blend. Mm. And it's really good. <laughs> it it smells really like good. berries. Yeah, okay. and the back label, for some reason, just tells you all about you. The Walking Dead and doesn't actually say what, like, the wine yeah, tastes like. Yeah, it just talks about, like, there's no government, no grocery stores, no mail delivery. Oh, it, oh, that's COVID? funny. No, no <laughs> grocery stores, no mail delivery, no cable TV. Luckily, there is wine. 
<laughs> you're an apocalyptic, you know, lifestyle, but you can have wine still. COVID. <laughs> COVID. COVID. It's real. It's real. So, so you mean right now. So you mean um, my life in general? Literally. And, you know, we were just talking about this the other day. One thing that I'm so sad about when we left South Carolina, now I can't get wine in the grocery store dude <sighs> you i mean you'd have to go to a liquor store to get fancy wine yeah but if you just wanted barefoot you could just go to the grocery store i know it's so sad but anyway, i mean guys. i'm glad here we can at least get beer in the grocery store yeah you had it worse than us. massachusetts it's like you want alcohol you need to find a liquor store Blech. because it's not anywhere else have fun (laughs) and uh getting our podcast together would have been much more difficult in massachusetts it really would have been (laughs) so there's that anyway okay guys nicole yeah what are we covering i'm excited about this one i changed my topic this time (laughs) so i (laughs) i do this thing where i know when it's macy's week and i'm like i have two weeks to start my notes i should start my notes and I just had this week of, like, I cannot brain function right now. So I did not start my notes until it was my week. And so I, I mean, went, I'm doing that this week, if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's not it just happened. Me. I just, like, and I waited. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to start my notes today. And I started. And I'll just say it because I'm not going to do it anymore. I will cover it eventually in the future. But it's going to be a bigger episode. I was going to cover The Conjuring House. Yeah, but you said there's like four books or something. The woman. Okay, so it's the, gonna be a the family that was in there when everything happened, they're called the Perrin family. Mm-hmm. And they had connections with Ed Lorraine Warren. And they it was it is a big, big story. Obviously, as you know, it's anything with them is the third conjuring movie is coming out this summer it was a big story so like (laughs) and i found out that the mother um of the perrin family is perrin yes (laughs) she has actually put out three books about the family's experiences and each one is like 500 ish pages man you can get them you can get them all on amazon but they're like 25 dollars each they're really expensive for some reason and that's I was crazy. Can I you was get like, them on Audible or something? No, that's I checked. Annoying. I checked Audible. They did not have them, and I was so sad. And so I was like, I can read them, but like, I have to order them. I it's would gonna it, take however many days. Yeah, to get it. I'm not gonna have and a then, to read them. And all. then I would have to read three books in like two days. No, yeah, you can't. And I was like, I have to work. It took me. <laughs> it took me two weeks to read that book that mm-hmm. I read for the the Snedeker House, the Hallahan Funeral Home. It's, I was like. I mean, it's a goal that maybe one day podcasting can be our entire job. But at this point, I very much do not get paid for this. (laughs) And I have to still work 40 hour weeks. So, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) unfortunately, sometimes a case is going to have to be put onto the back burner if we find out it's too big. Because that'll probably be like a multi-parter. I, yeah. Now knowing that there's those three books and there's stuff written about it by Ed and Lorraine and like. Yeah, they have their own book about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Ghost Adventures did a whole, like, two-hour-long special about The Conjuring House. Did they go in? Mm-hmm. Oh, because cool. um, it actually recently got purchased, purchased by a couple that is going to open it to the public. Because the people that lived in it previously wanted nothing to do with any of this. After yeah, the parent yeah, family, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. like, we want, they had, and I had, uh, okay, so in case you guys didn't know, The Conjuring House is in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. 
It was about 45 minutes from where I lived in Massachusetts. It was not far. I have driven past it many, many times. That's so scary. Freaking creepy as hell. I used to drive past it and get chills. And, I mean, they had and – it's, and it's on a relatively main road. It's not like a back road, so you can't – there's, like, no slowing down. There's no stopping. It's like a 55-mile-an-hour main road. Oh, and yeah. It, they had no trespassing signs everywhere, and like you could see cameras set up. And now don't go there if they say don't go there. Now <laughs> they're they're planning to open it up to the public. I know they just recently actually announced a bunch of overnight ghost hunts that they're doing. They are completely sold out, unfortunately, guys. But they did That's open so that up. Scary, they though. they are doing like there. I don't want nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> their um, ghost adventures didn't really. I remember the special wasn't too too exciting. But they did catch some things. But um, there was probably an exorcism done of the property. Possibly. I don't. I, mean, I don't really know. I never finished my you notes. You didn't finish your notes because <laughs> so, I, I mean, was like, if, I, if it's I, anything I, like the Snedeker house, it yeah, probably. Was. I started doing research, and I was like, this is going to take me far longer than a week to research. This is going to be one of those cases that's definitely going to at least be a two parter, and I'm going to need a solid like two three weeks to do this. So yeah, I, yeah. It's going to be one of those I do in my free time, and when I finish the notes, I will be like, okay, well, I'm ready to throw this one. That's in there. why <laughs> I did Lollary first in this month because I had already done some notes on it because I was going to yeah. start it. I, I was going to do it for ladies' choice and. I I changed my mind and did Carrie and Steven Stainer, which yeah. was way better. And I'm so glad that I did that. Yeah. But um, no, not like the case isn't way better. But like I, I just figured for the month that we were doing, I was like, I can save Valerie for something else. And yeah. I was glad I did because it was a good one to start with. That was a good But one. I already had like half my notes. Mm-hmm. So I only had to do a couple days worth yeah. of more researching to really just get the ghost stuff. And then I was like, I'm going to need at least two and a half weeks yeah. to get the Snedeker house done. There was way more than I thought yeah. there was going to be. And so, so I definitely I feel that. That's my fault, guys. I'm sorry if that's slightly disappointing that I'm not going to be covering the no, Conjuring I, house. No, I mean, I'm excited but about this one. I hope, you're, I don't know I hope you're happy that I'll at least in the future do it justice and not rush my notes because no. I definitely don't want to rush through that. We don't want to rush. We are happy that you... So, I mean, instead I spent a few... I spent, <laughs> I spent a couple hours doing some research and looking at other places I could do... And I've always loved the Myrtles Plantation. <laughs> and I'm so excited. It's funny because I knew a lot about this one. This is another one I knew a lot about. And then you learned that you know and nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it without spoiling you anything. You know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> oh, man. I got through a lot of stuff with this one, and I was like, what? So I spent a lot of time just being like, what is happening? Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened with the Snedekers too. Like, I didn't know anything about the molestation and yeah. the sodomization. I was like, "What? I, what is yeah. happening?" I, and I, I also found out there's not really a lot about this. Really, there's a lot of online sources, but there's no documentaries. No, there's no. Movies. I thought that somebody had like, gone to visit there. Well, there's like ghost adventures, okay. ghost hunters, but there's no like. It's about the history of Myrtle's Plantation. It's there's like ghost shows, mm-hmm. but there's no like documentary documentary about it okay. about the actual plantation itself. And, and that would be cool. Cause it would they be give really you a lot cool. of information with those. Well, I, a lot of it is already what I'll tell you about is a lot of it's documented. Really? That's but not what you think. No. Oh, damn it. OK. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, exci- I'm excited about this one because I've seen. Lots of things about this. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, oh, there's, there's a spooky story. There, there's there's a lot of spooky stories that have come out of here. And I've really wanted to go there mm-hmm. a lot. I really I wanna want go there. to go there. And when I lived down south, it would have been so convenient. 
it's like not that far it's and but. it's cool i was i'll tell you guys a little bit about it at the end that you can go and stay and everything i wrote some can you stay down. yeah <gasps> i thought it was just a museum no you can stay oh oh yeah they have the whole main house is open um and then oh they God. also have like they have um it was like the maids quarters and then they have they've they've built like a bunch of other extra buildings for people to stay on the property cool. and they do like they'll do um every time you stay you get you automatically get a tour and then Fine. um if you want they do they'll do like a spooky evening tour and yes, like I it's want cool it's yes. yeah it's cool uh, all right <laughs> Ooh, I'm so guys um, <laughs> myrtle's plantation before i talk about talk about it more how it is now let me tell you about its history i'm so excited <laughs> so myrtle's plantation actually came into existence thanks to a man known as whiskey dave <laughs> <laughs> okay right so whiskey, whiskey, dave. whiskey dave's actual name was general david bradford and uh, okay. Bradford, he was one of five kids, and he was born in what at the time was the newly formed America. And um, his parents were Irish immigrants, and he uh, grew up, he kind of, he became a really successful businessman, he was an attorney, and he settled in Pennsylvania. Um, so in 1785, he married a woman named Elizabeth Porter, and they started their family. And his family grew, and his business grew, and so they moved into a bigger home in Washington, and... He unfortunately did not get to stay there very long. Oh. So they moved into this big fancy house with his family and a successful business. And a couple years later, he ends up having to flee America. What? Okay. So it turns out that Bradford had been part of the Whiskey Rebellion. And I did not know this was a thing, and I'm slightly sad that my history classes failed me on this. Um, is this is when, when <laughs> the whiskey no. the whiskey rebellion w- came out of the fact that during this time they started to try and enforce higher taxes to oh. distill and sell whiskey. Oh, and okay. in that region, that was what almost everybody did. Like everybody was growing the grains, everybody was doing the distilleries. Like this was the big thing for the area, and people were pissed about this tax oh, they no. did not want to pay it and they got angrier and angrier and eventually their anger turned into a mob <laughs> <laughs> she should see her face oh, oh my god <laughs> and um this mob they went to the tax collector's house oh no oh poor and tax they burned man. it down <laughs> oh my god okay yeah so <laughs> they were clearly not happy about this tax and after this um they all began just refusing to pay this tax at all um and due to the violence of this mob and the burning mm-hmm. of the home uh it was said that george washington himself put a price on bradford's head wow okay yep so to keep his family safe bradford fled and um, he eventually made his way down south, and he landed in what at the time was Bayou Sarah. And Bayou Sarah is now St. Francisville, Louisiana, which is near Baton Rouge. Okay. Um, but that probably wasn't owned by the Am- Americans. Correct. Oh, right, because we at, talked about that in La Lurie episode. At this t- I, literally, the next, my next sentence. At this time, the area was controlled by the Spanish. Yep. So... He had actually been to this region before in ho- in hopes of purchasing land, but never went forward with it. Mm-hmm. And so he chose this time to return to this area, and he does purchase land. He buys about 600 acres worth of land down in Bayou Sarah at the time. And he builds an eight-bedroom home on it and names it Laurel Grove. Okay. Um, 
he lives there by himself for five years until 1799 when the newly elected president john adams pardons him and he actually pardons him because he helps establish a boundary line and it was known as ellicott's line and it was the boundary between the spanish and american territories okay okay and as a thank you he pardons him so um bradford returns home to his family and actually takes his family and moves them down south He's probably like, it's nice down here. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I got 600 acres of land. We're moving. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So he takes his wife and his five kids, and they all move to Laurel Grove. And in the next few years, Bradford starts, like, um, widely teaching law students. He brings kids in to work with him. And one of those people that comes to work for him, his name is Clark Woodruff. Okay. And he helps Woodruff earn his degree. Um, and it's not long after he gets his degree that Bradford himself passes away. It's 1808 this mm-hmm. time. Um, he passes away and his widow Elizabeth takes over control of the farm. And during his studies, Woodruff actually fell in love with Bradford's daughter, Sarah. Oh, that's so nice. And so they get married. So Woodruff gets to stay with the family. And, and he gets all the land. eventually Um, (laughs) and he eventually gets the land i will say that this was the sources on this the timelines varied so widely that i could not really pinpoint whether they they, whether they got married before his death or after his death okay the father it was a few sources said before a few sources said like years later and i just they were all so varying that it's sometime around his death that these get that these two get married okay and at the time woodruff is 35 years old and sarah is 14 it is 1808 (laughs) that's so it's just so hmm, at least it's a little it's around 1808 but this was common for the time yeah it is so gross now but (laughs) it was common for the time (laughs) right now if that ever happened people would like there would be an angry mob over there. <laughs> that's, that's actually very much against the law. Um, <laughs> but not then. So Yeah, not, not back then. Um, so together over the years, they had three children, Cornelia, James, and Mary Octavia. Mary Octavia. Ooh. Fancy name. Um, so eventually Elizabeth can't keep up with the farm, and she actually hires um, Woodruff. That's, and that's Bradford's wife, right? Yes. Elizabeth? Okay. They she eventually hires Woodruff to take over the operations of the farm because she's like I can't handle this anymore. Yeah, she's getting old. Yeah, so he starts taking over and he actually expands their operations and makes it much bigger than it already was and oh, okay. does really well. Is your husband meowing at the cats or is that just your cat meowing? Well, you know how there's that cat next door that sits at the top of the stairs? Is and that the cat I'm hearing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Sorry, guys. <laughs> to be quite frank, I was like, that doesn't sound like either one of your cats. And the no, only thing I could think is that your husband is meowing at the cat. No, he's not. <laughs> no, no, he's not. Anyway, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I had this momentary pause of like, what the fuck am I hearing right now? Sorry, <laughs> Sorry guys. There's a weird cat next door. I have ADHD. <laughs> um, anyway. So... This is where legend number one starts. Ooh, okay. So the first legend is the legend of Chloe. Chloe. And during it the, during this time in the South, it was common for plantation owners to have and own slaves to run their operations. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the women who was brought into work on the plantation was a young slave woman named Chloe. Um, Woodruff took a 
liking to her. La, yeah, well, that's the word. Liking <laughs> to uh. Chloe. And brought her in from the fields to work in the home as more of a servant. And you'll learn that kind of bites her in the ass. Oh, no. So Chloe becomes a servant and she just starts. She regularly cooks, cleans. She did laundry, took care of the kids sometimes. And she was just always in the house. Now, this was her role. And worst of all, she became the victim of Woodruff's sexual advances. And um, he often forced himself upon her and for the fear of being sent back to the fields, just stayed. let it happen. Oh, poor thing. Um, so it's very unknown if Sarah actually knew about this, his wife. Uh. Um, they never really make that known. Um, but it is said that eventually Woodruff began to lose interest in Chloe. And this led her to be exceptionally paranoid she was really afraid that she was going to either be sent back to the fields or she was just going to be sold off. She had already worked. She'd worked her ass off in the house. She was doing, she like was like, I do a good job. I don't want to go back out there. Like I put up with this man. Like I, like if he's losing interest in me, I could be sent back. I can't like, I can't go back out there. And so she began eavesdropping on his meetings. Oh, bad idea. So bad idea. She would frequently listen in on personal meetings, business meetings, family meetings, everything along those lines. And this catches up to her. And one day Woodruff finds her listening. And when he finds her listening, he immediately orders that they cut off one of her ears to teach her a lesson. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) So from that day forward, Chloe was always seen wearing a green turban style scarf to oh. hide the scar that was left behind. Oh, um, sadly enough, this was not enough to keep Chloe away from Woodruff. And she was like determined to show him that he like needed her. Okay. And she hatches a plan. Okay. And some say this plan was revenge. I personally don't think it sounds like revenge she wanted to make herself seem like a hero a hero okay so it was one of the children's birthdays and while baking the birthday cake she decided she was going to boil leander leaves and if you don't know leander is one of the most poisonous plants that exists is it really i didn't know that okay um, so Oleander is like, like too much will kill you. You will die like fast. Um, so she wants to boil this and mix it into the cake. And her goal was to make it seem like the family just falls ill and she's going to nurse them back to health. Okay. Like she wasn't going to give them enough to kill them. Yeah. She wanted to play hero. She wanted to show Woodruff her worth and say, look, I, I, made your family better well it's I, like at that like, point you sh- they owe her their lives exactly mm, okay this does not go very well oh no and she adds far too much oleander to the cake oh no um she feeds them the cake and within a few hours woodruff's wife sarah and two of his three children are dead oh my god okay both of his daughters. Um, so distraught over her horrib- horribly failed plan, 
she confesses what she's done and is taken from the home and hanged in the backyard. (sighs) She is later cut down from the tree, tied to rocks, and tossed into the nearby river. Um, there's a couple different little versions of how that happened. Some say, some say he ordered other slaves to take her from the home and hang her. Some say she ran from the home after confessing to try and get help from her fellow slaves, but them fearing their own Retribution lives. Retribution from him or yeah, whatever, yeah. Fearing their own lives, they hung her. Okay. So, it goes one of two ways. Either way, she ends up hung in the yard. Um, oh. Yeah. And after that, Woodruff was so upset, he closed off the dining room where they had, like, the little birthday party and Uh never wanted it again. Wow, okay. So, from then on out, Woodruff continued to live on the property until about 1834. Okay. When he sold the farm to a man named Ruffin Ruffin Gray Sterling and and Ruffin's wife, Mary Catherine Cobb, before he moved off to New Orleans. Okay. He eventually passed away in 1851 in New Orleans. Okay. Um, but the Sterlins took over the home, and they were a very wealthy family at the time. Um, they owned multiple plantations along the Mississippi River, and immediately after purchasing, this ha- purchasing the house, they started renovations on it. Okay. Um, they turned the eight-room home into a 22-room home. Yeah. And they had yes. it they wow. had it decorated with like grand ornate decor. It was like mansion fancy fancy. Yeah. Um <laughs> and this is actually when people say that this is the first evidence of spirits in the home. Oh, okay. Um because like because they're disturbing stuff and renovating. Okay. Well, you'll see. It's because during these renovations, they purposely installed locks upside down. And the front door of the home was put, they removed it and put in a new door that had stained glass window in it. And it depicted the French cross. And mm. they think it was all to ward, ward off and keep spirits away. Okay. Um, this is also when they changed the name from Laurel Grove to Myrtle's Plantation. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so they had quite a rough time. The Sterlings. Okay. Um, there's not a great timeline for the Sterlings. Okay. They had a lot of kids. They had six children. Um, one of them, his name was Lewis. He ends up getting stabbed to death over unpaid gambling debt on the property. Uh-huh. Um, and another one of their children, Kate, she was only three years old. And she is the center of another one of the legends on the property. Ooh, okay. So, the legend of Kate and Cleo. So, when Kate fell ill... Whacking my microphone. (laughs) Sorry if you could hear that. Um, When Kate fell ill, they wanted to try and heal her. And to do so, the family actually requested the help of a slave from a nearby plantation who was known as a voodoo priestess. She And at the time, just to explain this, because I did not know this until I actually watched um, the Ghost Adventures episode and people from the property explain this. Okay. At the time, voodoo is not what we think of it as today. They weren't little dolls with our hair on them and they were sticking them with pins. This was like, it was medicine practice. Yeah. So they brought in this voodoo priestess thinking she could heal her. Mm -hmm. And she spent three days in Kate's room um, trying to heal her. 
and eventually Kate passed away Aww. and she wasn't able to heal her. Okay. This this woman's name was Cleo. Um and um sorry. Sterling was so distraught over this that he had Cleo hung because he blamed her for the death of his daughter. What? Because she wasn't able to save her. That's crazy. Isn't that awful? Yes. (laughs) You couldn't save my kid and we don't have modern medicine and I don't know what's wrong with her, but even though you tried, you died. Like, what the fuck? Yep. That's so messed up. So after that, it wasn't long, too much longer later that um, Ruffin himself died from consumption, tuberculosis, um, on July 17th of 1854. And just like their predecessors, Ruffin's widow, Mary, eventually took over the operations of the plantation. Mm -hmm. And it was during this time the Civil War happened. Oh, yeah. So this all but ruins the plantation. Um, Union soldiers were known to frequently come in and just ransack the home. They would take anything that they could get their hands on that they thought was useful. They just took anything and everything, and they basically just destroyed their fortune. They took all of it. Um, there is a story that during this time, um, three Union soldiers who were attempting to loot the home were shot to death in the parlor. Um, okay. and that you can still see their bloodstains on the floor today. Really? That's crazy. Um, <laughs> after the war, Mary couldn't. She, like, can't support she, the home. She was like, I can't do this anymore. She hands the reins over, again, like their predecessors, to her son-in-law. Um, William Winter, and this is in 1865. Okay. Uh, he did his best to up- upkeep the plantation, and he managed to keep it running. They never had to shut down. Um, okay. And about six years later, William Winter himself dies. This place is cursed. This place is terrible. This place is cursed. <laughs> William Winter was at home when he heard the sound of approaching horse fall. He went outside to see who was coming. The person rode up on horse, shot him in the chest, and rode away. They don't know who it was ever? Nope. (gasps) Legend says he was shot once in the chest, and then he proceeded to drag himself into the home and up the stairs where he met his wife on the 17th step and died in her arms. Oh, my God. They also say that you can see the bloodstains of this on the wood on the floor. So there's a lot of death, a lot of death here. This cursed man. This, and like, like I said, this case went unsolved. Nobody was ever convicted of this murder. That's crazy. It's awful. (laughs) Um, and at that time, uh, William's widow Sarah remained in the home until she passed in 1878. She actually died a few years before her mother. Oh. Um, her mother Mary ended up passing away in 1880 and after her death one of their sons Stephen Sterling took over the property um, but it is said that he just basically squandered the rest of the fortune that they had and didn't do anything to help the plantation at all. That's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> like you have this beautiful house and you're gonna just like let it fall into ruin. Literally because like, you're, mo- you're money hungry. Um, so over the next like hundred years there's quite a few bad things that happen 
Cursed. This, Cursed. this place is just bad. That's my determination. So Stephen Sterling, um, after getting the home from his mother, his mother's passing in 1880, he ended up selling the home six years later in 86 mm-hmm. to a man named Oren Brooks. Um, Brooks lived on the plantation home for only about three years before he even sold it off. And then within the next two years, it changed hands two or three times. Yeah. It like it wow. hopped around a lot. Um, eventually it made its way to a man named Harrison Milton Williams and his wife, Fanny. Fanny! (laughs) Um, and that was in 1891. So just a few years later, after they've, after living on the plantation, um, their oldest son, Harry, is out, um, rounding up cattle in the field during a storm. And as he's trying to round up the cattle, he ends up falling into the Mississippi River and drowning. Oh my god! And there's like a the Mississippi Mississippi River has like I've because I've seen it is like the current on that stuff and that shit is like it's like you were gone. You you're fall in your gone. gone. You're gone. <laughs> no, well, um, I mean, I guess depending on where you are, and if yeah, yeah, if you fall in and immediately <laughs> die, yeah, you're in a bad. Yeah, you're not in a great place. And if and if it's during a storm too, and it's like flooding, like exactly. It's Exactly. Oh, man. Um, and Harrison and Fanny were just so distraught over this. Um, they handed off control of the plantation to one of their sons, and his name was Minor. Okay. Um, and then they held on to it for a long time. This this stayed in their family for a while. Nothing too big happened. Okay. Um, there is a report that sometime around 1927, um, a caretaker of the home was... <laughs> This is where I typed killed to death. And oh, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I accidentally wrote killed to death and I was so tired when I typed it. I was just started laughing. And in parentheses, I wrote shot to death, you buffoon. <laughs> I, it was like 830 in the morning and I was working on my notes, guys. And I was. Yeah, you texted me. I, you were like, I need coffee. Or something. I texted Macy and was like, I literally just wrote somebody was killed to death. Please help me. I was like, no, I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that on several occasions. <laughs> I forgot I left that in and just like put in parentheses, you freaking moron, basically. <laughs> buffone. Um, that's <laughs> buffon. Bu- that's a buffoon in Italian. <laughs> buffone. I only know that because it was in an opera that I did. That's and fantastic. they called somebody buffone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's what we're going to say now. <laughs> um, so, like I said, it was rather quiet. Um, sometime in the mid 1900s, 1950-ish. Okay. Um, the land surrounding the plantation was divvied up amongst the Williams family, and it was pro- like portioned. You said off. it's like 600 acres, right? Yeah, okay. it was portioned off to different heirs of the Williams family, and the actual home itself, plus the actual main plantation, was sold to a woman named Marjorie Munson. And Marjorie was a widow from Oklahoma, and she had actually done herself very well um Mm -hmm. made a lot of money with chicken farms cool um upon moving in locals began telling marjorie about all of the bad things that had happened there because it's cursed (laughs) yeah so she quickly learned the story of chloe the story of cleo and all the soldiers and everything else bad that had happened there Mm -hmm. um don't tell me she starts doing like seances or some shit. <laughs> like bad idea. <laughs> um, no, she kind of just kept the stories alive, basically. Okay, I was like, don't do seances. No, <laughs> don't do that. 
she she learned all of this, but nobody seemed to know like the origin of these stories. Like yeah, they came from the plantation, but it was like there was no evidence of them. Okay. So there was all these things going on, but nobody could really prove it. Okay. Um, but she kept the stories alive and she held on to the house for about twenty years. And in the nineteen seventies, a couple named James and Francis Carmine. Is it C A R M I N E? K E R M E E N. Carmine. Okay. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> James and Francis Carmine Myers. Carmine Myers. Okay. Um, they actually passed through the area and saw the plantation and really wanted to purchase it. They so made you an offer you couldn't refuse. <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> so they ended up buying the home and um they this is when all of these ghost stories started. When they purchased up. the home. Yeah. Okay. So they learned everything from Marjorie and they started talking to news sources. These articles started popping up in magazines and newspapers. Okay. All of these ghost stories. That had never been. That had never been existed. brought up before. Okay. Hmm. Um, so one of the first me- uh, first recorded mentions of Chloe was actually found in an article from Life magazine in 1980. Um, along And there's also a book that was published around the same time from a man named Richard Weiner that also mentioned the legend of Chloe. But other than that, they it's had... It's just all word of mouth. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so more and more stories came out, including like the one of Lewis being stabbed, um, stabbed to death over gambling debts, William being shot on the front porch... Um, climbing up the seven up the stairs and dying on the seventeenth step in his wife's arms. The civil the civil soldiers, civil wow, civil war soldiers that died on the property, um, and this was the first time many people were hearing of this. Like okay. outside of their little town, there was this was not a well known thing. Okay, that this house was haunted. Um, once the plantation was distor- restored, the Myers opened it up as the bread and the bed and breakfast that it is today. Okay, so. This is when all of the ghost stories start coming up and everybody starts now there's all these visitors. So there's more and more yeah, stories yeah, coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um there's many sightings of Chloe, the girl in the green turban. Um people see soldiers in union uniforms. Uh, others say when you stay overnight that you can hear the sound of William climbing like the stairs? Like dragging himself up the stairs. Ooh. Um uh, at one point, um, there was a mini TV series being filmed there called The Long Hot Summer. Okay. And while they were filming, they actually had the cast, ha- their, the crew had to go in and move around a lot of the furniture to set up the scenes that they needed to film. Okay. And they'd go in, they'd move everything around, go to take their break and come back to film. And, and the furniture would all be back where it was. That's weird. And they said it happened many, many times, and it was frustrating. That's weird. They were pissed. They were like, we'd spend hours moving things around to get the perfect shot, and we'd come back, and everything would be put back. That's so weird. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> then in 1992, there is the very famous photo, which you have probably seen. Oh, probably. Um, <laughs> I love this place. It was, I want to go there so bad. <laughs> it is the photo that has now become a postcard for Myrtle's Plantation. And it was actually originally taken by people who own the plantation for insurance purposes. And when they sent it in, the insurance company came back and was like, we can't, you, we can't accept this photo. He told you no people. There can't be people in it. And they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
you can see a person in this photo. And this is the famous photo of Chloe. Oh, man. And this photo is eerie. So what you see is you see what today is the front of the home. And And they have that big porch. Yeah, they have the big porch with all the pillars. And to the right of it, they have like a general store now. Yeah. And so you can see it's like the corner where these two buildings meet. And there's like almost like a little alleyway between them. Okay. And right where that alleyway starts, there's a person leaning against the building. And you can the house or the the general store. The general store. Okay. And you can see through them. You can (gasps) see like the stripes of the siding through their torso. I remember this picture. Yes. It is a full body apparition. This is not just like half a person. It is a full person that is totally see through. That's and they're leaning against the house and it you can they said that like you can almost kind of tell that they have like a scarf. Something on their head. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um this photo was analyzed, and this is really interesting. I took this quote straight from the Myrtle Plantations website. Okay. And it says, Mr. Norman Benoit, Benoit, I'm going to say Benoit. Mr. Norman Benoit, a patient researchist at the, is that a word? Researchist? It's from I a I feel quote. like it's researcher. But right? Okay, researchist. It's what the quote says. I copied and pasted it, and I'm, now I'm questioning it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate that? <laughs> like, these are not my words. People don't make fun of me. Um, <laughs> I write things down and I can't even get the inflection right. I'm like, uh, this, nope, this, I got to start over. Let me start. <laughs> let me restart 18 times, guys. <laughs> so, Mr. Norman, Mr. Norman Benoit, a patient researchist, visited the Myrtles Plantation in May of 1955 and re- uh, requested permission to research the postcard. After enlarging the postcard and doing a shadow density procedure, Mr. Benoit discovered that all of the physical measurements of the apparition were of human dimensions and proportions. The circumference of the head, the length of the shoulder to the elbow, and the length of the elbow to the wrist were all indicative of a human. So this isn't even like, it's like disfigured and you're like, you can kind of see a person. Like, no, this is a fucking person. This isn't like a mist that you're like, oh, I can kind of see a face. If you stare hard enough and you squint and tilt your head to the right and like maybe like have a slight stroke, you can kind of tell that that might be a ghost. Slight stroke. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) No, like this, (laughs) this is like, it looks like a person, but you can just see through them and it's weird Have they ever done like an analysis of this picture with like the original film as far as i know i don't i don't think so that would be like the most telling for me yeah if they had the most like the original film or whatever or the original picture even yeah and they were like this could not have been you know like this couldn't have been a light or like you know because people yeah. can tell by looking at the film like yeah oh, that's just something like you know if you're a photographer or whatever nothing i found said anything about that um, okay. I will say though that they, like I said, they did mention that these pictures were taken for insurance purposes. So, like they took these photos and then just like sent them and uh, they, it's possible that they could have just sent like the roll of film and the insurance people developed them and were like, the fuck is this? Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause they, well, cause they, this is a 92. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, cause they it's came, like they, they came digital. back to them and were like, we can't accept this photo. There's a person in it. And the people at Murder's Plantation were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, there's not. There shouldn't have been. <laughs> there should not be a person. We took these and there was nobody there. Yeah. Ooh. So that is the picture that is now today used as their most famous postcard. Um, okay. It's mm-hmm. spooky. That is a spooky picture. You will guys will definitely see that. That'll be like my Ooh, number I'm one excited. picture I'm on my I Instagram. I that picture, yeah. 
Um, another one of the reports that comes out of the house is the mirror that hangs in the foyer. Yes. 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 Okay. So for those who don't know, it is said that mirrors can actually, like, they can capture a spirit. Um, yeah. And that, yeah. They're like, I don't, I don't ask me how this works. It's like, fun- like, there's it something is. about, like, the feng shui of your house, too. Yeah. About, like, if you have it in a certain place or mm-hmm. it can more easily it's like a window a to the spirit. soul, basically. Yeah, yeah. So your soul can easily be picked up into these things. And they say that mirrors and stuff sometimes are portals, too. Yep. I know Bilbo has a mirror that hangs in his museum. Bilbo. <laughs> I'm always going to call okay, him Okay, so my brother-in-law, this is hilarious. Sorry, we were talking about all of this. I had breakfast with my brother-in-law my sister, and my sister and uh, my mom the other day. And, uh, Ty- you know, Tyler came up with Bilbo Baggins and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the whole show. And, you know, Tyler and my brother-in-law start going on and on and on about how, like, ridiculous it is and how they <laughs> make fun of it and whatever. And my sister and I are like, no, no, it's real. Like, you know, <laughs> we're like, yes, he's ridiculous, but it's real. It Ghosts is. are real. And he was like, I like to call him douchebag vegans. <laughs> and I was, straight to the point. I was like, straight to the point, but um, I like Bilbo vegans. I like Bilbo because <laughs> it makes me laugh. <laughs> because I actually, like, think that some of the things they catch are real. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's all fake, but I do think that sometimes – He's yes. a little ridiculous. He is a little ridiculous. <laughs> like, I didn't even read the directions on how to play this game. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> You're playing a spirit game and you don't know how to play. You are terrible and a <laughs> demon is going to come kill you tonight. <laughs> long as <laughs> you had to prepare for this, my God, man. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, sorry, I digress. <laughs> the mirrors. <laughs> um, but he, he it's, I mentioned it because he does. He has a mirror in the museum that, like, supposedly he, he keeps something. covered. And there, it's supposed to have like a spirit. Isn't there a supernatural episode like that too, where they like break all the mirrors? Bloody Mary. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. I knew <laughs> that it. Was, that was like I think it's like the third episode of the whole freaking is it really? show. Yeah. Oh, Bloody well. Mary is one of the very first. And how do I remember that one over like? <laughs> I don't know, but okay. <laughs> there are 15 seasons of that show. <laughs> and I remember that, the third <laughs> the one. The third episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> anyway, so this mirror has been in the home for a long, long time. Yeah, all that stuff um, has been in there for a long time. <laughs> visitors say frequently that they can see apparitions in it. Most of the time, it is of Sarah and her children. And those are the ones that died eating the cake. Yes. Okay. Okay. And stranger yet, there are handprints that have been appearing on the mirror yes. for a very long time. And they have had this mirror re-silvered and it doesn't matter. They always come back. That's so weird. And you can like see them and they're like permanent. They're like, it like you, I, when I watch the ghost adventures episode, you can like see the part of the mirror. They like show where it is and you can like, it looks like somebody was like trying to like claw like two hands like almost like pull their way out of it like portal it's like, a portal it's like, a portal yeah it was <laughs> it, like it. it's freaky and uh, um they say like a lot a lot of people have said that they've seen apparitions in it there's some pictures Ugh. of people who have captured apparitions in them and there's one that like somebody took at an angle and you see like almost half of like 
like a silhouette of somebody it like you can like see the person it's like a woman and you see like she has like short white curly hair and she's wearing like a black dress you see like her right side and she's like cut off by the edge of the mirror and it's like it's it's like you see them but they're like behind they would be like behind they, you if you were looking they in the show or something it they like show that. it in the ghost adventures episode <gasps> yeah so like like the mirror like this person took a picture of the mirror and it was like to their left and so it's kind of like a side view into okay, the mirror and okay. you get like this half apparition of this lady like you can look at it and you're like that's a person oh <laughs> like you can see like i could see the details and i was like i could see her nose and her eyes yikes like, i'd be like yeah. run away run away <laughs> run away run away i'm out of here <laughs> salt where's the salt <laughs> um and it doesn't matter how many times they resilver this mirror how many times they clean it it there there are always handprints on it always it's uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> i don't like that <laughs> Uh, there's a few other stories that have come out of this location. Um, one of them was from an employee who was hired as a greeter for the front gates. Okay. And he was out there working one day, and he said that this woman walked past him, and she was in, like, an old-fashioned white gown. And he said hello, and she kind of just kept walking, and he was like, you know, whatever. And she proceeded to walk up the front steps of the house and vanish into the front door. Weird. He quit his job that day. Uh, uh, bye. <laughs> he was like, I am out of here. Goodbye. <laughs> I would um, not have liked that either. So this, I, I, this makes me cringe. There is one room in the house that they call the doll room, and nope. Nope. this room has lots of dolls in it. Nope. And there are many, many reports of odd experiences, including dolls like just being launched across the room. <gasps> um, the sensation of being touched by like a child's small hand. Um, okay. And this is the one that like I think I would literally just immediately jump out the window. People waking up in the morning and there is a doll lying next to them in nope. the bed, like facing them. Nope. Nope. I would scream bloody fucking murder. Oh, chuck that thing out the I window. I wouldn't care if I was butt-ass naked. I'd be running out the front door of that house. <laughs> <I> Annabelle! <laughs> like, <laughs> be gone, demon! Robert the doll! <laughs> ah! Oh, my like, God. No. I would shit my pants. No, I would be like, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Uh, I'm, I'm leaving. I want Early my money back. Out, please. Nobody told me I was going to wake up with a doll in my bed. Goodbye. I would, pr- if we <laughs> ever stay there, I will literally be like, do not put me in that room. No, I've every room but that room. Like, I'm like, you can put me in any room but the doll room. I don't want to Sleep it. on the roof before I sleep in that room. Give me a cot. <laughs> I will sleep in Nicole's room. Yeah. I don't want to be in there. <laughs> please. <laughs> I will sleep at the end of the bed. <laughs> I don't want that. Um, so outside of the, that, there's the, the kind of the usual flickering light, flickering lights, the cries of children, rattling doorknobs, and pianos that play themselves. And <laughs> like that's not like the organ at the Winchester House. Like pianos work. Yeah. Whether or not they work well, that is a different. You know, like if you go, it could be out of tune. Like if you go play that thing and it sounds terrible, and then like you hear beautiful music coming from the room, you know it's ghosts. Like, yeah. I just played that, and it's like a <laughs> that thing three has quarters been, out of tune. Hasn't like, been tuned in 20 years. Been, oh, it's like, you press the button, and it's like, dink. Like, it's not even a noise, and you're like, okay. And then you hear, like, I'd be like, fuck no. Bye. Out. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye, ghost Mozart. Goodbye. What is, what is, what is uh, Morbid say, where's my Uber? <laughs> oh, my Uber's here. <laughs> my, my Uber's here. Uh, bye. Um, Man. So... 
I'll tell you a little bit about what happened in the episode of Ghost Ad- uh, Ghost Adventures. There is a there is an episode of Ghost Hunters that does happen here too. Yes, 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 yes. I could not get it with taps, right? With the yes. actual original taps. Actual original. It was season two, episode one. It was one of their early episodes, and they like you had they. I think there's something wrong with it on Amazon because it looks like it's combined with another show. Huh. Because there was like three season two episode ones listed. And it was like, but it was all that, over the place. But we found that problem with Ghost Adventures too. That yeah. like on Disney Plus or Disney Plus Discovery Plus, it, it was, was like weird. It's really really bizarre. Yeah. Okay. And I, I knew that they. I was like, I know I've seen a Ghost Adventure yeah. or a Ghost Hunters and version of this. Only one of them was Myrtle's Plantation, and that one when you like hovered over it, it just said not available. Like you couldn't weird. even buy it to watch the episode. So. I unfortunately did not get to watch that Bummer. one. Okay. I tried to search YouTube and stuff, and I couldn't even find like clips. I was kind of disappointed because sometimes they're like good though. They're they really good. try. They do to, to make sure that this stuff is real. Um, like they're not going to just tell you. I will say I will give some. I will give Bilbo Baggins uh, some credit this time. He did. He did a pretty good job of not being like ghosts everywhere for this episode. He like I have my first bullet here. He literally starts by saying the stories of Myrtle Plantation have been told and retold so many times that we aren't sure what's true anymore. So it's all word of mouth. It's all yeah. word of mouth. It's like a giant game of telephone. Exactly. I don't know what's fucking so true. So they say it's known to be haunted, and he's like, but why? I want to know why. We can't find record of this. Why is it haunted? So, um. Because it's cursed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Uh, one thing I did, th- one line that I did find really interesting was one of the women that worked there. She's like, all legends are based on some fact. Oh, yeah. So while there's not a lot of evidence of these. Not a lot of physical, physical evidence, evidence. Or like document documents. There's got to be something there. They don't, these stories wouldn't just manifest themselves out of nowhere. Thin air. Yeah. Yeah. And last this long. Like. 50 so years that's almost 100 years like it and they're all being told in this tiny community yeah and then like you're telling like new people so obviously the community knows yeah. about what's going on yeah yeah so um <laughs> there's like there's a couple stories from people that they interviewed um one of them there's a woman named hester eby and she was the director of the tours at Myrtle Plantation. And she, at one point, was standing outside. And she was watching a couple, couple, and they were getting out of their car. And the man started approaching before the woman. And so it was like the man was coming up the steps. And the woman was just getting away from the car. And she's walking with a child. And they're coming up. And he looks at the, she looks at the man. And it's like, oh, your, your daughter's very beautiful. And he's like, we don't have any kids. He's like, we actually just got some really bad news from the doctor, and this trip is kind of a little bit to cheer my wife up. And she looked over again, and the child was gone. Nope. I was like, uh, bye. Mm, bye. <laughs> mm, bye. Um, and then there was a man named Mark Leonard, and he is like a tour guide, resident historian. And he was staying in one of the rooms in the main house, and while he was reading his bed started to violently shake. Ugh. Like, not like, oh, like, jostling you, like, huh? It was like earthquake violently shaking, and he thought there was an earthquake. And he's like, I remember looking up, and the first thing I noticed was that the san- the s- there's like, like a, a chandelier. chandelier on the ceiling that was not moving nope. at all. Nope. nope. And that was when he realized that the only thing in the room that was moving was his bed. Nope. And they show Bye. they show the floor around the feet 
of all the bed. Was it all messed up? And it's like gouges. <gasps> and like you can, they're like, it's like nope. crazy. It's not like one singular. It's like like crazy circles of scratches like gouged into the it's floor. not like just back and forth back yeah and forth. it's like uh, like somebody like fucking took like that bed that like, bed and like oh like, man and you have to have like superhuman <laughs> strength like i i'm thinking about my bed frame and it's and it's that thing's those, like fucking solid it's hard to move it's it was like a it's a solid wood bed and it has it's one of those ones that has the pillars on each corner so, so it has like a like a canopy or whatever it, it it had everything but the canopy. Oh, like everything. they had like the pillars that went up, but no canopy. No canopy. Okay. But like th- those frames are fucking They're heavy. heavy. They're heavy. They are heavy. And there was a man laying in the bed. So, so on like top you're of not just the frame, the box <gasps> frame, and the mattress. There is a like 150 pound man laying in this bed, <gasps> and it's like nope. violently shaking to the point where it's gouging the floor, the nope. wooden floor underneath. Nope. nope. Bye. Um, <laughs> get in my car. Leave. <laughs> um and. So <laughs> this was kind of interesting. They actually wanted to try and bring in a voodoo practitioner to perform a ritual. Okay. Because it's Gobo Baggins and he has to do everything over the top. And he's like, I heard there was a voodoo person here, so let's perform rituals. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, I guess that's a good way to recreate something. I mean. Well, they go to ask Hester. And she, he says, you know, do you know anybody around here who pr- practices voodoo? And she's like, no, I don't know anything about voodoo. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Okay. And they're like, whatever. So they ask around, ask around, and they actually call one of their, like, their researchers that help them with the show. And he, he's like, yeah, like, we're trying to find a voodoo person to help us perform this ritual. And he goes, well, didn't you talk to Hester? And they're like, yeah, she said she didn't know anything. And they're like, her son is, like, one of the top voodoo practitioners in the fucking area. Like what? he's like one of the no like most known, like in the area. And That's so weird. Why would she say she didn't know anything then? So they go in and they go to ask the manager. And the manager, they're like, you know, we're looking to bring somebody in. Is this okay? Because they're like, why would she say no? That's weird. That, so they yeah. go to somebody else and they're like, what's like? Can we do this? Uh huh. And they said no. She was like. The owners of the plantation don't allow it. No tarot cards, no seances, no rituals, magic, spells, anything. None of it. Good. They'll allow the ghost hunters, ghost adventure, whatever, but there's none of that. No talking boards, Ouija, anything. That's when you open fucking shit up. And they already have problems enough as it is. (laughs) They already probably have a portal. So. In that mirror. Like, they don't <laughs> need anything else. But um, they went and they actually, they talked to Hester's son. Um, his name is Robbie Gilmore. And he actually claims that she didn't mention it because it's still not widely accepted down there. Oh, being a voodoo practitioner. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> this part got me. He doesn't like being very open about it. And I'm like, okay, but you are now on television showing your face and your name, talking about the fact that you are a voodoo practitioner, but you don't want to tell people that this is what you do. What? <laughs> I thought that was very strange. I like, but, and he like literally says like, oh, she doesn't really like to talk about it because she knows that I'm not very big in like being open about it. You just took an interview on like a very popular television show that's going to show your face and your name. That's weird. That to me was all. It was just like a whole weird situation. Odd. I understand like the owners being like no seances, but like 
the whole like her lying about her son and then him saying, saying like, like oh, i don't want to be open about it but then you're being very open, open about, about it. it to like <laughs> almost the entire country yeah it was that to me was bizarre then after that they've done all their interviews they kind of they do an investigation they does anything happen really a couple things do nothing super super crazy um you know they got a couple like on cue responses you know they did like the you know somebody's here like knock on the door knock on the door and you hear like like a really loud like bang um they at one point they do catch the doors that go into the parlor like rattling Ooh. and they're like they're standing on the stairs and they're it's nick and aaron and they're walking down the stairs and nick's like stop 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 and you just like hear like like oh like the door like somebody was holding the handle and like shaking the door like they couldn't get an open or something. Yeah, and it okay. was like, and it was loud. It wasn't. It wasn't like we really have to listen. It was like rattling. You could hear it. Okay. And while that happens, there's a camera that was on the other side of the door filming the parlor. The camera malfunctioned and stopped recording. Oh, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's and weird. it did, and it rattled for like a solid like twenty seconds. They just like stand there and watch it. They're like, That's so Mm. I would be like, uh, hello, <laughs> is there somebody in there? Right. Like, um, so after that, the only other piece of evidence that I thought was worth mentioning, they take, um, like a child fall. Okay. Like a child fall. Um, and they put it on the 17th stair. Oh, where that William, guy died. Where William Winter is said to have died. Right. Um, you see these stairs and they are... They're, like, the old-fashioned big – they're, like, really big stairs. Yeah, yeah. They're, like – you could fucking, like, lay on these stairs. Like, they're fucking big. <laughs> and they put the ball in the middle of the stairs. Okay. And they're carpeted. They're not hardwood. And you can kind of see that they're they're old, so, like, they're kind of sunken in almost. Yeah. Because a lot of people, for how many years, have been walking up and down these stairs. Exactly. And you see it. Ball is 100% stationary. Nick is standing at the bottom of the stairs and goes, roll the ball. Yeah, so if you're here, roll the ball. Somebody here, roll the ball. The moment he stops talking, the ball just, like, flies down the stairs. That's weird. Like, he's like, roll the ball, bounce. Like, it, like, starts going. <laughs> and it's not like it just, like, creeps forward and, like, slowly, like, like It's like somebody go. kicked it or like, something, yeah. yeah. And they actually spend the last, like, five minutes of the episode trying to debunk Recreate it. Recreate it, yeah. And they put the ball on the stairs. They stomp on the stairs. They go up and down the stairs, past it. At one point, Zach even lays on the fucking stairs behind it and tries to blow on it. And <laughs> he literally is sitting there, and he's, like, he's going, he's like, he's, like, blowing really fucking hard on the ball, and he can't even blow it down the stairs, like, that's how, like, it, this ball should not have moved. And he, like, takes it, Yikes. and he ends up at the end, he takes it with his hand, and he, like, nudges it ever so slightly over the edge so it does roll. And it doesn't even get to the momentum it had. Like, the intensity. It, so, oh. like, somebody clear, like, something hit that ball when it flew down the stairs, and it went so fast down the stairs, it hit the camera that was at the bottom of the stairs and, like, knocked, knocked it Knocked it over. <gasps> and it's probably, like, a rubber ball. It's not, yeah, like, it's heavy. Like, it's, like, one of those bouncy balls. Yeah. Like, the children's plastic ones that are filled with air. Yeah, it's but not, like, like, a bowling ball. That thing was stationary, and they literally, they, like, ran past it, stomped, like, and the ball did not move until he touched it. So something had so to have So something it. hit that. <gasps> Weird. Yeah. Okay. So that's really it, though. They don't capture much else, much else than that. A lot of the episode was more them talking to the people. To pe- other people who there, had had experiences. It, it was 
almost it was interesting to see that it was more of like history than it was hunting something that i was thinking about about like about this particular thing you said a lot of this is word of mouth and they don't ex- they don't allow like ouija boards and stuff like that like the minute you bring that shit in you have a portal and you're allowing something to come in and like create havoc so like if they're not allowing anybody to come in and do that kind of stuff first of all good on you murder plantation people right (laughs) good on you because that shit you don't fuck with it and but like if you're not messing with it it's probably just like residual energy or like um you know there maybe there is some sort of like an entity that is intelligent but there's not enough like because you're not feeding into this spirit yeah with like your energy it's aka not. a seance or whatever yeah it's it's not like picking up like that yeah that it's not sense? as heavy as it could be it could be way heavier if you're like inviting other shit to come yeah in. and instead it's just like the spirits that have always been here and if they decide that they want to do whatever they'll do it mm-hmm. like that's it that's what makes that's the how i would feel about that does that make sense yes it does okay because the minute you're like, hey, demon, come in here. <laughs> come here. I'm going to fight you. Shit's good. Like, like Bill Bobagans likes to do. Love him. But, like, don't God, fuck with demons. Stop fighting the ghosts. <laughs> Damn don't it. Don't fuck with demons. They will follow you home. <laughs> they don't like that shit. Like, they're like, oh, you want to mess with me? Fuck yeah, yeah. Fine. I'll come home with you and make your life a living hell for <laughs> however long. Exactly. Like, so if you're just, like, kind of playing with, like, maybe – some residual energy or maybe some like some intelligent spirit but they're like yeah i'm gonna come out when i want to fucking come out like it might not be like going to an asylum where there's so much negative energy like that's always been poured into the place like you know what i mean yeah that has a different feel than like a house Mm -hmm. that like they don't even allow yeah scary shit to go on there well let me just crush oh, she's spirits. she's gonna crush my fucking spirits okay this crushed my spirits too because i didn't realize how much of this was not no not okay. provable provable okay so i'll start off by debunking chloe oh so sarah did not die of poisoning okay sarah's recorded death from the state is yellow fever okay and she died a year before her two children did. Okay. Both of her kids' deaths, who were not her two daughters, but one of her daughters and her son. Okay. They also died of yellow fever. They died a month apart from each other a year later after Sarah's death. Okay. So there was no birthday cake with Oleander bo- cooked into it. That did not happen. Okay. Um, bummer. Well, not bummer, because people didn't die. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so legend debunked. Records from the plantation have they've been gone over a million times. There is no record of a woman named Chloe. Yeah. Um, because a lot of that stuff there are there are at least like ledgers of certain thing. I mean people who owned slaves back then there were at least ledgers of stuff and yeah i hate to say this but receipts of purchase yeah you know they and that's what they have they have a lot of that and there's nothing nothing about a woman 
that worked on their plantation named Chloe. Um, okay. Most records actually state that Woodruff was deeply devoted to his family. And after Sarah's death, he was just so devastated. Like distraught. He never remarried. Um, he was very close with his surviving daughter, Mary. Um, and together they moved to New Orleans. Okay. And outside of that, there is no no record of any of that happening. Okay. Um, so the sorry. I was like, what does this say? <laughs> I forget what I write sometimes. Wine guy. The, <laughs> the records do show that Woodruff did buy the farm outright from his mother-in-law. Okay. Um, and that she did live with them until she passed away in about 1830. Okay. Um, and after her death, Woodruff and his only living daughter, Mary, moved away from Laurel Grove. And once they, then they sold it to Ruffin. Okay. Ruffin Sterling. So... There's no other records in between there of anything else happening. Okay. Um, record state Sterling's son, Lewis, was not stabbed to death over gambling debts. Um, he, too, died of yellow fever. Because there are no <laughs> immunities, people. Yep. You got sick. Unless it was a common cold, you freaking died. Like, <laughs> um, There's no records of Union soldiers dying on the property. At all. Do you think that there would be a record of that, though? I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, if they were Union soldiers, they would need to know. Well, the Union would at least have. The other thing is that this it's I have down is that the surviving family members even deny these claims. So okay, there is no, there's not even like a whisper of a story from their past okay. that like this could have happened. This is something that they're just like this never. This is not true. Okay. Um. And so obviously, like the blood stains in the floor where they fell, or those aren't true either. It's probably just stains in the wood. Probably <laughs> it was something like that. <laughs> old-fashioned wood that wasn't protected, and they probably spilled some wine on it. Um, <laughs> like because um, they drink that shit like water. Record also states William Winter did not crawl back into his home and up the seventeenth step to die in his wife's arms. He was killed immediately and died where he stood on the porch. Okay, um, so it, like that did happen. William but he didn't climb in the house. He he is the only recorded murder that actually happened on the property. Okay, but the legend of him crawling up the stairs—that's not, not true. Okay. He died where he stood on the porch. Well, I mean, if you're fucking shot in the chest, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Depending on where you're shot in the chest, uh, and like what kind of gun you're shot with too. How close range it is and everything. It could have died. I can't even imagine. Can you imagine like shooting a gun from a horse? No. I can barely shoot a gun like standing still. <laughs> my, and you managed to hit somebody square in the chest. My husband, guys, just so you know, my husband is a hunter. <laughs> he likes to hunt. So <laughs> he's like, hey, babe, let's go to the shooting range. And I'm like kicked back by this like thing i'm like <laughs> falling over <laughs> <laughs> i'm like no <laughs> and don't imagine going like even at a trot like i've ridden horses and like a walker a trot you're like bouncing up and yeah. down and to like hold a gun unless it's like a handgun i guess but, but if you're holding a rifle or something 
there's no way you're going to have an accurate shot. Like, if he got shot in the chest, it's possible that that was was not planned. Probably very close range, too. But, I mean, who knows? If you're, like, in the military and stuff back then, you were probably taught how to shoot from horseback. So. It, it doesn't. It doesn't say if there was more than one shot fired too. So it's possible they could have fired like four times and missed and hit him once, and then hit him the last. There's time, only yeah. just one a record of him being shot once in the chest. So, oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> I just can't even imagine that. Like doo, 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 on the on the horse. <laughs> Let me just shoot this gun. <laughs> You're like, Ugh. <laughs> my aim would be nowhere close to my target. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oops! I just saw, shot that pillar. <laughs> that wasn't what I intended. <laughs> accidentally shoots own foot off it's fine um, oh my God. <laughs> that would be me <laughs> um excuse me there is also no the uh, there's no report of a caretaker being shot during a robbery um there was fanny's brother mm-hmm. who lived in one of the extra homes like on within, the property within the property and he was killed during a robbery okay and that's the only record of anybody dying during a robbery there was no caretaker in the main house that was shot to death during a robbery huh that did not happen okay um so outside of everything i have told you william's death is the only one that there is verifiable yeah that there is recorded proof of his murder on the property (laughs) everybody else is either debunked or there's no proof so do you think that this is like, like kind of like the Winchester, like everybody believes it's haunted, so it just is? Yep. That's exactly what I think. Hmm. And there, I mean, and the owners now say no seances, no magic, no whatever. But who knows That what didn't was going on. stop people way back when, when she first opened up the bed and breakfast in 1970. Yeah, who knows what's so, going on there. Hmm. When they, the family, the Myers, not she. <laughs> but she, uh, she did it. But yeah, that's the, the sad truth of the Myrtle's Plantation. <laughs> oh, I've believed that place was haunted my whole life. I know. That's so scary. And I'm reading through it and I'm like, son of a bitch. There's like, and they'll, they'll show in, in Ghost Adventures, they showed quite a few of the original documents. Oh, that like cool. They had like images of like the document that said when William Enter died and things like that it was cool um so they they have these records they are records there are records about this plantation but all of these legends are mostly disproved that's a bummer isn't it so when did that like when did they come up with them well i don't know i don't know well they say around the 1950s is when all those stories when that when the fame other family moved when marjorie munson bought the house that's when everybody started whispering about all the, the happenings there and I mean, there probably is maybe a slight truth to some, to of, some it. of it that wasn't recorded properly, but I feel like such extreme things such as those, a woman poisoning a cake and like that. That's I very f- far-fetched. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just pressed record. Sorry. <laughs> Nicole, before I pressed record, said the thirst. And <laughs> I like downed a shit ton of water and was like, the thirst. <laughs> Red wines, guys. They make you, I feel like they make you more thirsty. <laughs> they really do. I'm like, oh, wow, where's my water? <laughs> I have it in my hands. Seriously, so. I think I drink more water than wine this episode. Uh, You're the one talking. Usually when I'm talking, I don't drink like anything. I hard, I don't think I, I haven't finished my first glass. Yeah, I'm not. This is I, this is some strong stuff. I'm this is like, really. Woo. 
Ooh. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I took I took my sweater off too. I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, everything I knew about the Myrtles Plantation is a lie. Yeah, <laughs> but um, not a lie. But I, I did say I was going to tell you a little bit about. You can go there and you can stay. Um, so there's just www.myrtlesplantation.com. Um, there's info on all of the different things that you can do there. You can stay overnight in the original home. There's like they have all this. It's a bed and breakfast, so mm-hmm. they have either like a suite or rooms and they're all named after people so like they have the clark woodruff suite and they have the william winter room um and the doll room (laughs) yep (laughs) no um or you can stay in like the other little homes on the property the caretakers homes and stuff like that um they offer tours seven days a week they have um friday and saturday nights they do their evening tours um they can you can even do private tours if you want they have a restaurant on the property called restaurant 1796 you can book reservations through their website. You can host your events there. Cool. There's like they have like a whole like you can get married there, stuff like that. <laughs> Ryan would kill me. Uh, <laughs> everybody, we're going to the Myrtles Foundation. I'm getting married in a haunted place. <laughs> They'd You'd be, be like, like Nicole, uh, stop it. <laughs> and we'd be like, and no one knows but us. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody would be like, no. They'd be like, why the hell are we traveling this far? And I'd be like, uh, ghosts. <laughs> ghosts. <laughs> um, the paranormal. But they're super cool, and I didn't see anything about them being closed due to COVID. They might just have different restrictions. It's the South. It is the South. So Sorry. We live in New York where they're like, we're going to close everything. They just opened up like out, like in New York City, at least, outside dining. Which is great. Have some outside dining in your fucking five degree weather. Yeah, like, uh, I'm not <laughs> going to go Thanks, guys. Outside. <laughs> I, think I have to have, like, my coat and my gloves and my hat on. Are you <laughs> serious? No. Are you going to let me eat around a bonfire because, fuck, that's cold? Unless you give me an entire bottle of wine to sit here and, like, be hot just from, like, <laughs> the alcohol in my system. There's no way I'm going to sit out in this frigid weather. They need to get those, like, individual, like, chair heaters on all of their chairs yes. or have like the big <laughs> things the big heaters that are like yeah outside, the big lamp the big things out. yeah 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 but like if you go to new york city too the wind whipping through the building it's even oh colder God, there because it's and they don't get a lot of snow because they're right by the water mm-hmm. but the wind whipping through those buildings the wi- their wind tunnels are yeah, so it's cold awful. so it's so cold. their wind There'd chill be is no disgusting way. there'd be no way but yeah the south is a little bit more open than we are up here but it doesn't seem like they closed at all for covid i mean they, they prob- might have some covid they, they probably definitely have, have to wear a mask yeah probably, there's all these probably they probably only they just allow certain their website didn't say anything but huh. you guys can check them out give them a call they seem like they're open they're a cool place to stay yeah. it's there's some of their rooms i think per night i think their cheapest room was like 130 dollars from what i saw so that's not too bad it's a really nice it's a and it's like beautiful decor like it is a nice place. It's not like you're staying in some really crappy place. <laughs> they've no, they've yeah. upkept this very well, and every reservation comes with a tour and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I'd be like, cool. Yeah, give me a tour. Exactly. I'll stay for one hundred thirty dollars a night. So there's a lot to do. So check that out, guys. They could probably use the business. Everybody could right now. Oh, so COVID. Everything's suffering. COVID life. It sucks. But go support local businesses and haunted places and haunted places. Because I want to be able to see them. Does that make sense? When I'm not, <laughs> not stuck here anymore. Right. When I can travel outside of my state without quarantine. For 14 days. So, uh, yeah. But oh, yeah. my God. Isn't that crazy? That's disappointing. 
<laughs> right? I feel like I did the same thing with the Winchester house. I was like, here's this really awesome legend, and here's every reason it doesn't exist. I <laughs> my, Mine were like, these are really awesome legends, but you can't go there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mine are like, go visit these places, but here's a reason they're probably not haunted, but like, <laughs> <laughs> you can still go. <laughs> but you can still go. And it's haunted because everybody thinks it is. Yeah. So at least it's kind of haunted. <laughs> yeah, that was... uh. That was a little bit of a bummer when I started reading about those. You texted me and you were like, this is not going to be true. And I was like, don't tell me that. (laughs) It's like, stop talking. (laughs) So disappointed. (laughs) I "I don't want to know anything about that. Tell me, tell me in the episode because I don't, nope. I'm going to (laughs) believe until the very last second that it's real. We did this to ourselves. Yeah, we did. It's all right. That's all right. Wow. Haunted houses, monsters. I know. I'm crying. Okay. It's sad. But anyway, guys, yeah. anyway, guys, that's that's that. <laughs> that is that. <laughs> go visit these places. I'm really serious. Yeah. Go, go look. Go to like some local things around. Like, I mean, we're even looking at some New York local haunted yeah. things to support them still. Although there was that one place where it was like really expensive. Yeah. And I, we were both like, what? You, you like can go to the Velisca house f- and have ten people for the same price, uh-huh. and it's it was, all night. Yeah. It was like, it f- wasn't it like four hours. For like six hundred dollars or something, and you only obscene. got like three people or four yeah. people or something. And I was like, "What? No!" <laughs> and then if it. you looked on like their pre-COVID stuff, they had all sorts of tours that you could you could yeah. go on. And it's like, I don't have to go to this ghost tour. I could go to like the yeah. historical tour or like something else. Exactly. And they probably tell the ghost stories at the historical tour. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. But you can't go on that because of COVID. Fuck that. I liked um. One thing I did that was really cool, I did it a long time ago. I went to the Eastern State Penitentiary. Yes. In Pennsylvania. And we it was funny because I went with my family. My dad's a big history buff and he really wanted to go because I mean they had Al Capone there. Oh yeah. And they still have his cell all set up with like all his fancy interesting he had like a bookshelf and like wooden decorations. Like he had like the, like the He's nicest. like, here's money, Jeter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> here's and, all this money. But the way they do it is they like they don't put you in a group. You literally get headphones. Oh, yeah. And, and you like have a like a personal device. tour. Yeah. And it's really cool. I you went to Alcatraz and you can do that at Alcatraz or you can go on the main tour. And we went on the main tour. Yeah. Um, And you can like get in a cell and at certain times during the day, they'll open them up and then they'll close them for like five minutes. All of them at the same time. And it's like you hear the doors. Are they all open? And then you hear them all shut at the same time. That's so cool. It was so <laughs> cool. And I forget who was the big wig that was at Alcatraz. Was it Al Capone, too? Did he stay at Alcatraz, too? I think he did. He was in a lot of places. He was in a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably wrong. Don't yell at us, guys. I, if, if I am wrong, I'm sorry. This was like... There was some big name like that stayed there. This was like four years ago, four or five years ago. So, But it was cool. Yeah, it is Alcatraz really cool to see Alcatraz was really interesting. I, I love doing that stuff. I'm, I'm sad that we're kind of refined to Mas- Massachusetts. I'm not in Massachusetts We're anymore. in New York. God damn it, I'm in New York. I'm sad that we're kind of confined to New York right now because I feel like there's so many places we'd be like, we're going, but we can't. <laughs> yeah. It'll come back eventually. I just well, there are places in New York, though. There's a there are a lot of we places We are lucky here. because New York is very big. <laughs> yes, New York is very big, and there are a lot of, like, even, like, I'm sure there's stuff in the Adirondacks and, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you saw it. Um, Jared, hi Jared. Was hi Jared, he like put up a post and was like, "I'm looking for like local haunted like no Places. like knowledge," and he's from like 
kind of near the Poughkeepsie, the Poughkeepsie area. area. And I told him about Letchworth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, here's our episode on it. Like, <laughs> I've never gotten to go there. I mean, me. Nicole's yeah, yeah, been there. I, was but like, I got to go there, and it's so cool. And it really is. There's a lot of cool places that you can yeah, see Yeah, you can. Here. If you, like, look up Haunted New York, I'm sure. Oh, that yeah, there's, there's a, a million lot more places. There. There's probably far more than we know about. That I know that there's a, a restaurant um, that's supposedly haunted, and I've been there a million times. Really? Yeah, I forget what it's called. Mama V, if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> Mama V, if you remember, please tell me. Is um, it Albany area? No, it's like 45 minutes from here. It's something really? manor. Something manor. Something manor. Interesting. I'll, I can't remember what it is, but she'll probably call me later after we post this and <laughs> and be like, I remember what you're talking about. I know exactly what you mean. Um, <laughs> but I went there a bunch of times, and like my sister scared the crap out of me in the bathroom once like <laughs> to be like, is there a ghost in there? <laughs> and there was not a ghost in there. But it was supposedly it's haunted. That's um, cool. Yeah, there, I mean New York has tons of places. I love that. I'm sure. New York yeah, was, is old. So. I didn't. I didn't tell you. I watched Shutter Island for the first time. For the first time, girl, that I, movie's good. I had never seen Shutter Island, and I had been to where they filmed it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be the first thing I did. I would be like, I gotta go home and oh, watch this movie now. I literally, I told Ryan, I was like, if I get annoying, just tell me to shut up because every five seconds, I was like, I've been there. I've been there. That's really cool. I've been there. Wow, that doesn't actually look like that. They really like CGI'd that shit. Oh my god, they opened that up. That's really cool. I like how they did that. And he was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> shut your mouth." <laughs> it was really cool though to see how they did that. I was I was watching a lot of it, going, "Wow, like movie magic is crazy, man." Movie magic is crazy because they only used, as far as I could see, it looked like they only used a couple of the buildings, and there's like twenty or so buildings there, right? And I was just like, I was watching it and I'm like, I know what that building is. I've been in that building. I've like, been there. I've seen I've that one. There. I've been in the building where he like scratched his name into, into oh, the, wall, the, the right? elect. It's like an electrical box. And yeah. he like opened it and like scratched his name in here. And it literally says Leo Decap was here. I have a picture of it. <laughs> it's so cool. And it's I'd like, be li- I'd like take a picture of myself with it. And then I would tag him on Instagram it's or something. Like, and I'd be like, <laughs> when you watch the movie, it's the main building where they have like it's like the lunch area where they have all the tables and Uh, stuff um it's like when he do when he does the interviews in the beginning where he's talking to some of the patients oh because oh yeah yeah like in the beginning before he realizes that he's a patient he's like interviewing other patients spoilers (laughs) guys if you haven't seen it at this point you're as sad as me i'm sorry (laughs) ryan and i literally watched it for valentine's day because yeah neither one of us had seen it (laughs) what Oh my gosh! Yeah. They so put it good. on Netflix, and we were so excited. We were like, "We haven't seen this one." It's on my list, even though I've seen it like eight times. It's yeah, it's it so good because the twist at the end, you're like, "What?" Yeah, and I I started to kind of figure it out, and I was like, "Something is really weird right now." And at first, I thought they were just drugging him, and then I figured I out that, that he was, was like actually crazy. I thought that there was like some sort of nefarious plot. To, like, make sure that, like, he stayed there. Yeah, I thought like, they were going to, like, drive him crazy to lock yes, him up. Yes, to lock him up. And then it started to get weirder and weirder. And then it hit the point where he, like, he thought that, um, I can't remember the name of his partner, like, fell over Mark the cliff. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah, Mark Ruffalo's character, like, fell off the cliff. And he, like, climbs down the rocks and finds the lady in the cave that they're supposed to be searching for. Like, And I was like, wait a second. What is happening? Like something right now is just not right. Yeah, like he just doesn't. Right. He seems really off. And then I started to kind of figure out that he was like losing his shit. That they were already. they were doing this to like pacify. Yeah. him kind of. But the the ending was almost sad. It was really sad because he basically fakes relapse so that they just kill him. 
No. Because he he, he I can't remember what the he line is. He feels so guilty. He about yeah. What's he's happened. like, I'd rather die a sane man than so he like says some line before yeah. they take him away. Where Mark Ruffalo is like, wait a fuck sec, I think he's fucking with us. Like he like almost catches on to the fact that like he is faking relapse so that they just lobotomize him and like kill him. And I was like. I know, because uh, his wife killed his kids, right? Yeah. And then he kills her. Yeah, and he blames himself because he didn't get her help. Yeah, it's sad. It reminded me very much of the case you covered. Okay. Um, the woman that drowned her kids in the bathtub. Oh. And they, yes, like... Andrea Yates. Yes, Andrea Yates. And, like, mm-hmm. she clearly needed help, and they, like, Nobody weren't getting her help, her. and she ended up drowning their kids. Yeah. That's what it made me think of. Was the fact that, like, she needed help and he just, like, thought moving was, uh, like, a solution and he came home and she had drowned the kids in the lake. That's exactly what I thought about. I was like, that's fucking Andrea Yates. Oh, my God. <laughs> that case is so sad. That is a really sad case. Guys, if you haven't listened to that one, go back. But, uh. It's earlier on. But <laughs> now that we've, we've rambled for 20 minutes. Sorry. <laughs> we talked about Ledgeworth and our friends and <laughs> go visit things. Okay, guys. Um, Next month, we're so excited. Yes. The topic will be announced, as always, at the very beginning of the month. Yep. Um, So you will probably be listening um, to this episode, like, what? A couple days before? A day before? Yeah, day, literally a day. I think the 28th is a Sunday. It's a Sunday. So, um. Be on the lookout for that on the Instagrams. And where's our little papers? (gasps) I don't know. Did Tyler move my papers? Did your husband clean and move things? He, well, whatever. I think I see them. Do you see them? I'm going to grab it. You talk about something and I'll. (laughs) I can talk about everything. We're almost at a thousand followers, which is really freaking awesome, guys. I got really excited the other day. I opened up Instagram. We have like 987 followers. We have blown up in the last like two Tell weeks. Tell all your friends to listen to us and to like us. And we have like, the last time I checked, we, almost, we had almost 2,500 downloads. Really? Yeah, it was like yeah. 2,449. That's awesome. Like that. I mean, I could probably give it to you now, but I I don't want to look it up. <laughs> but that's where it was when I last checked. Um, that's so cool. So anyway, guys, here. Yeah, Macy, where can they find us? You can find us on a million places. Um. <laughs> Tyler was like, why don't you just tell them, like, anywhere you can hear these podcasts? And I was like, because I like reading it. We like being specific. I like <laughs> to be specific. So, obviously, you can find us on all types of social media. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Buzzkillers Podcast. At Buzzkillers Pod. And, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and you can find us on Twitter at Buzzkillers Pod. Buzzkillers Pod. Wait. <laughs> yes. Did I say pod last time? I think you did. I think I did fuck that up. <laughs> God damn it, guys. I'm the worst shadow voice in the world. <laughs> I'm just always prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm always, like, waiting to do it. So, oh, And then, um, obviously, you can find us on our beautiful website that Nicole designed. It's um, buzzkillerspodcast.com. Buzzkillerspodcast.com. Um, and on there, you can um, look at the wines that we drink. You can read a little bit about us. And you can also um, send us a cool message if you feel so inclined. Please Feel inclined. Please contact us. We really want to hear from you guys. And we want to start doing listener stories. And Yeah. Like, if you give us a topic, we will gladly put it in, like, put it on the next month. Or, yeah. you know, something. Or if you have some sort of theory or connection to a case exactly we want to hear about it um we actually ac- heard from somebody about the the Stephen and 
Carrie Stainer case. Yes, we did. And that was really cool. That was um, really and cool. And he wrote to us that he'd been communicating with Carrie Stainer in prison. Yeah. And that was, like, he just sent us a DM on Instagram. So you can do that, too. Yeah. You can message our Facebook profiles or our it Instagram profiles. It might take profiles. us a little bit longer to get to it because sometimes notifications on there suck. suck. But, it, but was, you know, it was really cool to see. He, like, sent us pictures of, like, some of the letters that he had written. Some of the drawings. Some of the drawings he'd done. It was cool. Yeah, it was really neat. So, um... You know, send us some things if you have any sort of connection or anything to say, really. We just want to hear from you guys. Even if or it's just hi. Yeah, hello. <laughs> uh, or you can send us uh, an email at buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. Buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to send us anything on our contact page. And you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. But if you want to be very specific, <laughs> uh, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Google Podcast, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and YouTube. So please subscribe to our YouTube. Yeah. Um, the minute <laughs> we get to 100 subscribers, we can um, make ourselves a, cu- a custom URL, and then it'll be easier to find us because right now you have to type in Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast to find us. So um, I think we come up, but it, I know I know my boyfriend had a hard time finding us at first. I mean, I don't know if now you have to type in the whole thing, but... At the, the the yeah. At the beginning, you did. At the beginning, you did. For now, you're, for now, you're better off just typing the whole thing because it's easier to make sure. It comes it, just up. to make sure. I mean, if you <laughs> see our logo, which is pretty. Yeah, we're kind of we kind of stand out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you see our logo, it's probably us. Um, most likely us. I hope. Um, anyway, that's it. But yeah, and we're excited for next month. Yes, so, we are. <laughs> uh, we'll be back at you next week. Thank with you for some listening. Killer talk. Ah, I, I didn't see. give it away. I, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, we love you guys. We and love you. We'll <laughs> oh my god. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>